Ladies and gentlemen, we're back! Yes, I know, I know. You're gonna you're gonna see this episode pop up in your podcast feed if you're still subscribed to us because you might have had a clean out and considering we haven't had an episode in uh, months. Yes, it's been months, I know. We apologise. Um might not even be there. So yes, we're back, we are we are recording. Wasps Wasp won a game. I mean, I'm a Wasps team have won three games in the past like nine days. It's it's crazy. Um, I don't quite know how to react, but yes, we're we're here. We're recording, and um, it's nice, isn't it? Nice, to, nice to have a win, isn't it, Rob? Much needed, um, as everyone has discussed uh, recently. Uh, defeat on Saturday was pretty unthinkable, given what is to come for Wasps over the next few weeks. Uh, it was nice to get a win. Um, I thought it, it was massively helped by the fact there was a really good atmosphere at the recon Saturday. I think a lot of people sort of decided to leave all the negativity behind for a day and got behind the team, and it was great. It was a really good day. Yeah, I think the players the players stepped up and they matched the intensity of the crowd. Um, I, I think they did. I mean, I, I have only watched the extended highlights of this game, I must admit. I haven't... I wasn't there, so I didn't see the whole thing through. My dad was there. I trust him. Obviously, I trust you as well. Your your sort of take on it, but really, a couple of big names properly stepped up and won us that game. Yeah, I mean Nathan Hughes played as well as I've seen him play in years, to be honest. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, uh, there was just sort of big contributions from a couple of players who really had had some question marks over their sort of over their heads going into the game you know Nizam Carr who who hasn't been as dynamic and as brilliant as he was last season had a good game in fact I thought our whole back row actually played quite well you know I know I know we sort of differ on our opinion of Brad Shields performance at the weekend but I, I thought you know from watching it back again today at lunchtime you know he does pop up in key moments really hitting rucks hard tackling really really hard and I also think Lima Sobwanga had a really good game. He marshaled things really, really well. He, he kicked some fantastic touchline conversions. And yeah. he just kept us on the front foot enough going forward. I think I said to you on Saturday, I thought it was as well as Sobwanga had played in attack all season. Um, I, and there's still question marks defensively with him. But I think that he, he wasn't the only one. Uh, there were a lot of missed tackles in the midfield, particularly in the first half and um, I'm sure we'll discuss who's, who we're playing this weekend but if, if those holes are not plugged this weekend it'll be it'll be a hammering um, but overall I think they did play well uh, Nizam Carr was terrific and it was great to see the silver hat all over the pitch again as it was when he was on loan last season and that's not something we've seen this season but the, the, the pl- well player players I wanted to highlight was the front row union I thought all six who took the field were excellent yeah and um, Javania had a really really good game obviously made a massive impact scoring his try it was a real poacher's try um, which as you know by now he ran over from at least 20 metres out um, 60 60 of course um, but a, a fantastic performance from, from all those involved and we, they were on top at set piece now set piece actually functioned really really well it's something that's under the radar has gone quite well this year um, our scrum and our line out have been pretty good whereas in the last couple of years they've really let us down it's just the rest of the play this year has taken a bit of a dive but I, I, I've actually been really impressed with our front row group in this squad they've done really really well 
players who have come in, like Giovanni, who's going to be here next year. Uh, McIntyre, again, going to be here next year when he's come back from injury. Has looked, they've looked good. They've looked really good, these players. And so I'm excited. You add someone like Jeffrey Tumunga-Allen to the mix next year. It, it's a great group to have. Our two hookers are fantastic. And mm-hmm. I, three, I, I'm three Three, if you include uh, Ogger as well, and obviously you've got Johnson, who can play hooker as well. So we're well stocked in the front row. Yeah, absolutely. And I just, I'm really excited with some of the direction that this team can go to. And I'm sure we're going to talk a little bit about the A League games proper later on. But the way that that young crop is coming through there, they have to get minutes next year. We just can't let this crop fade away and go to other clubs like we have done in the past. And we have to bring this crop through that, that are exciting young players who are hungry, they're ready they're they're ready and willing to play attacking rugby. Because that's what will fill the ground. You know, you you're not telling me yeah, everyone everyone's favourite player is that homegrown lad who comes in and plays an electric style of rugby at ten or or at fullback or on the wing. And they're the players that fans love to get behind. And I can see myself, and I, I, I am a fan, You're, Rob's a fan as well, that's, that's why we do this, and I can see myself falling in love with the way a, a, a Cameron Anderson plays, or a, a Sam Spink plays, or a Jacob Umunga plays, or a Taju Atta plays, or a, a Callum Serka plays, I know he's not quite homegrown, but you know he's been he's only been with us this year, but those kind of players who you bring through... You, you see them grow in their professional career are the type of players who will get bums on seats, they will sell tickets if you give them a chance to prove their worth. Well, this is why I wouldn't be too bothered at missing the Champions Cup because you look at the Challenge Cup, particularly at the pool stage, could be a great opportunity to start blooding these youngsters. Against decent opposition, I think the quality of the Challenge Cup is certainly increasing year on year. It's a better competition than when we were in it the last time. And, but one season in that, and we've seen what that's done for the likes of Harlequins and Northampton in the past. Um, they've used that competition well, and Quinns are still in it. Yeah, I think Northampton is a, is a really interesting comparison, because you look at where they were, they, they had that group of, of older players who had challenged for a few years, had one or two really poor years, they got rid of Jim Allender, and Chris Boyd this year has struck a perfect mix of young blood young ta- blood and young talent with some established superstars and playing a really nice brand of rugby and that's the kind of resurgence that Waspton have this year I know it hasn't quite translated to, New- to Northampton into league wins and league positioning but I look at the way they've played at times this year coming from a much lower starting point than where Wasps are right now and I just think that infusion of youth that Fraser Dingwall, James Grayson, um, Hutchinson. Hutchinson have have made at Northampton. We can have that. We've got the the talented youngsters to do that, and we've got a, an even better base built around them, so that when they come into the side, we can win games. We we can play really nice rugby because we've got that platform there for them. Yeah, I agree, and. Um... Obviously, Northampton are probably not going to quite make the playoffs now. I think that defeat on Sunday has probably ended their chances, but I, th- I think they will definitely qualify for the Champions Cup, and they've already won the Premiership Cup yeah. this season, and they had a very good um, effort against... Was it Claremont? They played Claremont, wasn't it, in the Challenge Cup? 
but they had a very good effort out there and lost. I think you know, for me, next season they Wasps have to kind of switch their priorities a little bit. You know, yes, you, you keep your you keep your look at trying to obviously try and win the Premiership. Every team goes into the Premiership season trying to win the Premiership. Um, and whatever competition, European competition we're in, you go out and you try and win that. But they've also got to start taking the Premiership Rugby Cup seriously. You know, get these talented youngsters who are winning A-League games at the minute, make that kind of team your Premiership Rugby Cup team. But pepper a few first-teamers in there to keep yourselves competitive during the group stages. Get them into knockout rugby. Get them used to playing knockout rugby and try and win that competition. Use it as a springboard. Get them a winning mentality fostered early on. It's so important. You've seen it with Exeter. You've seen it with Saracens. Well, the Premiership Cup is going to be interesting next season because it's going to be... I don't know if the whole tournament's being played in a block, but the, certainly the pool stage is going to be played during the World Cup, so it will almost be like a pre-season tournament, and I think more teams will take it seriously next season. Yeah, yeah, I agree, I agree. Um, but yeah, I completely agree with what you said. You've got to... Yeah, and I, I think I've said it on here before in previous seasons about taking the... Um, Anglo-Welsh as it was now the Premiership Cup more seriously and although they did he did play one very strong team this season and still lost so it doesn't yeah. always guarantee that you'll do well that's true um, Gabby Ogre has just been stretched off in the A-League game oh dear just as a uh, just to put a little bit of a dampener on the on, on things um, that's Worcester again isn't it Mm. Yes, yeah, it is, and of course, no, no Alfie Barbary because he's with the England under 18 So uh, I think they've got a guest hooker coming on um, for this game. So that's sad oh, that's news. We we obviously hope that Gabby is um, back as as quickly as and as healthily as as possible. Um, just another sort of area, and and someone I want to definitely want to highlight going into this game is Marcus Watson. Um, as it popped up, he's got four tries in four in his last four games, five in eight across the season, and I just the way the way he played, the way he was running through tackles. When healthy, he is a great replacement for Christian Wade. Yeah, exactly. Just could keep him fit. If he, if he if he's fit, then he is he's the guy on that wing. Yeah, and, and yet. I think that is why they've kept him on. I, I do as well. There's so much potential there. You look at just the way he plays with that low centre of gravity, the ability to to break through tackles. There was one moment where we were in the Worcester 22. It was all going a little bit wrong. He picked up the ball. He beat two or three men, got tackled, got up because he wasn't held, made a couple of extra yards. And it's that kind of scrappy play that... Wade was really good at, but no one really noticed in his game. <laughs> you know, for someone of his size, he, he used to take players on and, and beat them and bump them off tackles. And it, yeah, the the finishing and the stepping and things like that is fabulous to watch. It's great and it gives us great go forward. But it's the little moments like that that we've really struggled to replace with Wade. Um, with Wade leaving, obviously, uh, on the wing this year because someone like a uh, an Elliot Daly doesn't do it. He just don't, he's not got that gritty play style that, that a Watson and a Wade have. You know, Josh Bassett's got it on one wing, but we're we're used to that. Yeah, you know, we're used to him taking players down he's much he's a much bigger lad. 
uh, on the other side, you've got Watson, and we saw it, we've seen his finishing ability. You know, the way he finished off that try in the corner was fantastic. It's exactly what we're going to need going into next season. And he could he could be a key part of our attack next year. And it without having to change too much because he plays in such a similar way. Yeah, absolutely. And the try scored at Welford Road where he skinned Jonah Holmes. There's not many not many skinned Jonah Holmes. Right. Jonah Holmes is a rapid, rapid rugby player. Yeah. And Marcus just sat him sat him down and it's a, it's fantastic to watch and it makes me re- I'm really excited because I just I was looking through the potential squad for next year and there's young there's depth from these youngsters that w- uh, haven't really been involved but deserve to be involved if there are any sort of any injuries going into next year we've got solid players who haven't had the best of times this year but I would back them to bounce back going into next season you know I'm not going to have to stand and watch Vili LaRue fall off tackles or Elliot Daly fall off tackles next year you know I'm not going to sit and watch Vili LaRue fling passes high into touch next year <laughs> but then I, I suppose we don't get to watch Vili LaRue take the ball to the line and put a lovely floated pass into send Marcus Watson over the try line and um, it, it, it's going to be a, hopefully a different culture of team next year. Yeah, you you got a little bit more of the the grafters, the 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 Juan de Jongs who can turn it on on his day, but when he's when he's not turning it on, he's grafting, he's making tackles, and he's putting as I say, he's putting big hits in. He he plays good solid rugby. Yeah, you, you've got your big names, your, your Malachi Fekatars coming in to partner up with Lima Sapuanga. And that's a scary partnership to anyone who's going to play up against them next year. You know, that's a partnership that gets shit done. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. See, I haven't I sworn yet, and they're all, they're all sitting there thinking, oh, what's, what's going on with Alex? He's changed. Where, where is he? What's, what's happened in the last two months? Don't worry, I'm still here. I'm still here. I'm just happy. I'm smiling. It's a weird feeling. I've not seen him smile for months. I haven't smiled for months. I I just I haven't. There's there's been nothing to make me smile for for months. No, not even Green Bay. No, no, not even Green Bay. The Sixers are doing all right though, but still probably not going to win it. Win it all. Uh, Texas, Texas lost to Oklahoma. No. So Wasp made me smile again. Um, just quickly while we we break up a few uh, a few actual sort of bits about wasps big ups to the boy Christian Wade we were talking about him a minute ago um, basically you're going to hear three or four different ways of reporting this but I'm going to put on have both my hats on at the same time for those of you that don't know I cover uh, I actually cover college football but I do a bit of uh, NFL work as well for a website called 99 Yards they're really good you should check them out on Twitter after you finish listening here um, he has basically been signed to an in- they call it the international player deal in the NFL basically means he's not going to play any games next season in the NFL but he's guaranteed a job for the whole year which when you're coming from his starting point where he's never played the game before in his life before November that's a pretty that's pretty good going. Yeah, there were seven of them. Um, yeah, seven lads for four spots. He's one of the four. Uh, he's caught on with the Buffalo Bills in um, upstate New York, basically near where Niagara Falls is. Um, 
And if you've not seen their fans, their fans are mental. They're great, great lads. They really are. Um, I think, really, there's a ceiling there because he's only picked up the game in November. It's the most complicated fucking sport in the world. Um, you know, can he be a success? Absolutely. You take what he's best at in in the game of rugby, which was... And I mean, at his real, real best, it was when he was in space in the middle of the field and he could step off either foot up against big lads. And if you punt, the, if you stick him back there on punt returns in the NFL and you let him fly back towards the defence with that ball in two hands as he does and step off either foot in those small, tight spaces, I... I think he could be the the NFL's next rate return man, and that, and that's not yeah. You know, it's an area of the game that that needs one right now. For those that follow the sport, there's not really a a top return punt returner out there. You know, do I think he'll get massive regular season snaps? Probably not. Um, if I'm being perfectly honest, but who knows? I didn't think he would. He would be picked up with as much fanfare as uh, as he was today, if I'm being perfectly honest. So, it's, it's a steep learning curve. Can he do it? I'm not going to say no. I'm not because all I'll, all that'll do to me is make me look stupid in nine months' time, a couple of years' time when he's rushing for a thousand yards or something. Well, so, uh, I, I didn't think he'd get picked up by a team anyway. So. Um... I, I'm almost out of. I'm I'm out of predicting what he's what he's going to do in the future as well. Uh, as we just said, good luck to the guy. He'll be, you know, he's he's obviously loving life there. Uh, it's a shame, obviously, uh, that wasps fall down the table has coincided with it. I don't think that's the only reason, but it was definitely a factor. Um, yeah, it, you know, he 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 is a box office name and. The fans of the Buffalo Bills are going to love him if 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 he gets enough snaps because he's going to yeah. ma- he's going to do something to make them go wow. Yeah, and it doesn't take much to make Buffalo Bills fans to go wow. Let's be fair. No, that is true. They haven't, they haven't had much to cheer in recent years. That is true. Um, they they really are. Uh... Well, they did get to the pl- they get the playoffs a couple of years. Yeah, ago. a couple of years ago, but, but day, wasn't it? for uh, they've not been good for a while. They need <laughs> they need some spark. Let's just say that. Um, but yeah, so good luck, Christian. Do us proud. You know, I might might become a Bills fan for the day if you uh, if you do well. No, you know. <laughs> well, they don't really bother me. So you know, they're just the Bills, aren't they? They're a little bit of a well, they were a little bit of a running joke for me, but <laughs> obviously not anymore. Um, so yes, another another lad, and uh, people really will think I'm ill listening to this. Um, but another another lad who I want to give some props to at the weekend was uh, Mr. Mr. Matthew Carley. It was okay. You've definitely changed. It was quite an assured performance, I thought. And granted, yeah. I have only seen the extended highlights. That might just be what it is, but. In the bits I saw, he gave the penalties that needed to be given. He made strong decisions, and he's just and he stuck to them. I don't think anything was that egregious. Yeah, look at no, the, the, the pass. Yeah, the pass for the bonus point try. I mean, there are some camera angles where it looks flat, 
and there are some where it looks forward. Yeah. But he he judged the best angle to be the one where it looked flat, and I'm not. I quite like that. The benefit of the doubt, and I. I'm just trying to th- say something here without sounding hypocritical, because I probably wouldn't say this if it was the other way around, but. <laughs> The benefit of the doubt should go to the attacking team. That's that's the kind of that's what we want to foster. We want to foster attacking rugby because um, that's what's enjoyable to watch. And so I just think, yeah, it was the right decision to make. If if you think it's it's flat, there's a little bit of doubt in your mind that it might have gone a bit forward. But that's the attacking team, so we'll give them the benefit of the doubt. Then it's the right decision. You know, yeah. luckily it hasn't affected the game that much. Yeah, you know, Wasps still would have won. They still had enough points to win. Obviously, we get an extra point. Worcester losing point, but I mean, you know, Worcester had enough chances to get a losing bonus point anyway. Exactly, it went five minutes over time. And um, that's, that's the other thing. So they got a penalty right near the end and didn't kick yeah. to touch. No, I, I don't think I don't think they realised. Yeah, because um, they they just took it and ran. It was weird because the commentator on the the highlights I was watching didn't. He said, "Oh, the the scrum's been going been going poorly, so they've got they're going to tap it." I was like, "Why don't they just kick it to touch? They've already rumbled us over once for a uh, for a try." It was but a weird decision. They, I think they would have needed the kick for a bonus point. Though. Maybe they thought rolling ball in the corner. They didn't want pressure on the kick I don't know um, I mean I thought no idea. Uh, we were discussing this before we came on I no. thought Worcester, Worcester were quite poor I thought yeah I thought they were very poor and, um, uh, they look in trouble yeah I, I think so looking looking at that and I, I just hope that there are some of their good young English talent has got relegation clauses I doubt they do I don't um, think clubs do have them but you know if an Ollie Lawrence was freed up because they went down then I would be rather happy if he was in black and gold next season let's just say that much um, you know they're already losing Josh Adams next year it probably wouldn't do them all that bad to go down well if they don't go down this season they probably will next season looking at the squad yeah yeah they're not Irish Irish recruiting well for next season providing it's them of course yeah yeah I agree. I agree. Uh, what else is there to talk about? Any other, any other real sort of standout players? I'm not. I'm not uh, you know, Big Joe. I, I Big mention, Joe's always standout. Yeah, he's. Yeah, I wanted to mention so the two Joes actually, because I thought Simpson played well as well. Um, and as I think I've said on here before, really want him to finish on a high. Obviously, now with just two home games left in the season. Yeah, I mean, it it would be nice for him to have a real good sort of send off from from yeah. Wasp fans in his in his last couple of games. Um, yeah, he deserves it. He's been a huge servant to the club. Yeah, yeah, and I I agree actually that he played well. He was getting the ball away nice and quick at the weekend. Yeah, and Sopwana worked well on front football. Yeah, and, but he took his time when he needed to. That was the. That was the thing. It wasn't. They didn't. They, the attack was not as rushed as it had been at times this season. Particularly in the first half, when they scored the tries, it was all all very patient. 
Yeah, and and that's what we need. You know, I just, I just, uh, I really wish there was a way that Joe could have stuck around next year. Mm-hmm. With I know it, it it doesn't work because you got Ben Velikot coming in as well, and and obviously Dan Robson there, but yeah, you have to think that Dan, as long as he's healthy, is away with England for a fair chunk of the season. I assume they fancy Will Porter to step up then. I I, I do I do fancy Will Porter. I think he's a fantastic talent and a, and a real talented prospect. I just don't like the thought of Joe Simpson not being a wasp. If I'm being perfectly honest, it, it doesn't quite feel right. And and there's something about the youngster in me who loved watching Joe in in my teens. I loved watching Joe Simpson play when he first sort of burst onto the scenes. I was in my in my late teens, and I just it, it that is the first real one that that really hurts, as it were. Yeah, yeah, I I wouldn't disagree. I mean. Um, I wonder how much the Cipriani factor was involved, but obviously that's only been cleared up recently. Uh, well, it's only come out recently. I don't know how long it has been cleared that he was staying at Gloucester. Because um, if it if it's been clear for a while, then that probably helped Simpson's decision. I mean, when Joe when they announced Joe, I was it, to me that was a big indication that Cipriani was going to stick around. Yes. Um, you know, someone who they're very close. They've they've been very close for a long time. They came through the academy together. Mm. You know, they they play well with alongside one another. Mm. You know, Gloucester for me, Gloucester are going all in. You know, they are they are stacking themselves up with guys who are in their in their early thirties to try and win a title. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, know, yeah. you look at you look at what they had at nine they've got that Braley or Braley whatever his name Braley. is um, but other than that you've got Willie Hines and you've got Joe Simpson you traded Ben Velicott for Joe Simpson and yeah it's not quite that because Velicott uh, wanted to leave um, with obviously Braley coming up as well you know I, I'm just not quite sure that's the most sustainable way to, to run your club I think I like the way that Wasps have been trying to get younger this year uh, with but I, their think, I think that's sort of what we tried to do a couple of seasons ago. Yes, um, yes, I agree. I think it's, it's a similar approach to that. Gloucester will probably have one chance of winning the thing, as we did yeah. uh, two seasons ago. Um, it's not going to be this season. Um, I think there will be uh, a valiant semi-final defeat for them, probably at Allianz Park. Um, and Exeter will beat Quinn in the other one. Um, and Exeter will win the final, I think, this year as well. They just look unstoppable. Yeah, they are playing very, very well. Behind um, Henry Slade, who's just been excellent, he really yeah. has. In and I also think, Sar- but I also think Saracens might win the European Cup. Yeah, I can see that as well. I'm, I'm not impressed by Leinster at the minute. Um, no, they were lucky to win that game the other day. Munster are quality, but I, I don't think they'll have enough to beat Saracens. Um, the only thing is, if Toulouse get a Dublin and win, they they will have such confidence they could roll that into the final. Yeah, yeah, that's true, and they're dangerous. They're a dangerous side. Um, as are Rat is it? Did they beat Leinster to lose. Leinster to lose, isn't it? To, yeah, I must admit the Sunday of um, quarter final weekend, I was a bit rugbyed out, and we had a game, so I didn't really 
and because it was two French teams, the, the result never actually crossed my mind. <laughs> I must say, I watched that game. It was actually one of the best games I've seen all season. Yeah, I can in imagine that, it was. In that unbelievable stadium in Paris. Nice. Um, nice. Yeah, and, and speaking, I'm, I'm now going to praise a referee as well. Because Luke Pierce was fantastic in that game. Dealt with a very hostile French atmosphere very well. Got the red card spot on. Yeah, I mean, there, there are one or two of these young refs who are starting to mature into decent referees. I can't remember who it was who did the Leicester game. Was it Foley, I think? He, he's, he's good. I like well. him. I rate, I've, I've always rated Tom Foley quite highly. Um, apart from the times where he's cost us, then obviously he's shit. Um, Jacob Umeo scored Ross' first try in the A-League game. Oh, look at this. Uh, live reporting on a podcast. It's so fucking useless, but... Um, this <laughs> is so useless when you're listening to this on Friday. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Once again, you've already seen the highlights of, but we're acting like it's live. I mean, yeah, when either of us is going after jobs and this is in our portfolio, they'll just be listening to this in like 18 months' time. Like, what the fuck are they talking about? Daily <laughs> game. But yes, um. Yeah. Yeah, I, I've completely forgotten where I am. I'm so we're so professional. Should we should we, should we do the rest of the league? Should we yeah, we'll talk league? about the rest of the league for a bit. We talked we talked a lot about wasps here. This is probably the, the most wasps we've talked all season. Um, in truth, as uh, oh no, I thought Chelsea had scored for a minute. Then it's just a kick off. Um, <laughs> West Ham are bad, but they're not that bad. It's a bit of a derby in my house. This one, um, is oh, I yes. See. But yes, so rest of the league, um, we've already talked a little bit about Exeter and they pumped Leicester, so that's my favourite subject of all, any team who uh, who pumps Leicester. Um, that was just dominant in the end, wasn't it? Well, that, it, could, have, that could have been seriously ugly, because that was 52-20 with 20 minutes to go with 14 men. Yeah. And Exeter did take their foot off the gas the last 20 minutes. Yeah, uh, rather, rather concerningly for whoever has to play them next. Um, yeah, can't, can't <laughs> don't know who that is. No, I've got no idea who. Oh next. god, um, I, I, I'm actually going this weekend because uh, my brother's now at Exeter Uni, so I managed to. Um, I've got nice. a place to stay down there now. Nice. So uh, I've never been to Sandy Park before, so it could be a me. it could be a painful experience. It could be, it could be, but they they seem a generally nice bunch when I've experienced them before, both at the Rico and when we played them in the final a couple of years ago. Um, apart from the chant, uh, they're a good bunch. So yeah, they're all right. They're not Wasps fans though, so no, fuck them. No, um, yeah, uh, Leicester are just so poor, isn't it? Glorious. Yeah. Well, it, it shows desperation when you turn into Mike Ford for saviour. Yeah, that that is a uh, a rather rather truthful thing. Um, but yeah, I, I just I just find it extraordinary that it, in our lifetime Leicester is is the dominant force of English rugby. It's just baffling to see them in a relegation fight, and if they lose on Friday to at Kingston Park, then it then it becomes serious. I think. Yeah, I mean, I just think that. I can't see Worcester winning any more of their games. Well, they've got to beat Sale at home. I think they've got Sale at home this weekend. Um, they've got to win that game if they lose that game. Because I, I believe, I haven't got it off in front of me, 
Uh, I do now. Yeah, Leicester have got Newcastle away, Bristol at home, Quinns away, Bath at home. They could win both their home games. Bath are not very good on the road. That Bath game could be the saviour for us. Because, and bear with me here, um, while I actually get the table back up. Uh, Oh, you're for top six. So, really, I think it's between us... It's obviously it's between us, Bath and Northampton, who gets that sixth spot. With Sale fifth. Sale fifth. I think Sale are probably going to have enough in the end um, to see it out the way they're playing. They're playing quite well at the minute. Um, and obviously we've got we've got two very tough games in in Exeter away, Saracens at home, and Quinns at home. You could argue as well on the last day of the season, but Quinns. Quins will probably be in the playoffs by then. Yeah, Quins are only five hundred though. They're only a couple. They're only five points ahead of Sale. To be fair, Sale are still in it um, with four yeah. games to go. You know, if by some absolute miracle we won this weekend, we'd still we'd be right in it. Still, which would be nuts. It'd be absolutely crazy. Um, yeah. Wouldn't it just be the most wasps thing ever? It would be so wasps to, to win turn to turn over Exeter this weekend. No, the, the the most washed thing to happen would be to win the next two, but then lose the last two and still miss the top six. <laughs> so yeah. win. But I tell you what, that game against Saracens at home falls. Saracens have got the semi-final. Yeah, and then Exeter. Munster, and then Exeter. And if they beat Munster, they are bound to rest players. Cause the only the, thing is, the, the, only fi- thing the is... final would be the week after Exeter. Yeah, they might do a two-week rest period for their players, but the game against Exeter is probably not going to matter because Exeter are already nine points ahead of them in the table. As they they can't be caught. And, you know, yes, Saris might rest players for two weeks going into that that semi-final, but at the same time, you know, they might only rest half each week or something something along those lines it will still yeah. be a really tough game I'm actually True. going I'm going to that one I, I, yeah finally finally coming up to the Rico um, for the first time in ages Christmas eh yeah it would have been Christmas would have been the last time uh, it's been a crazy few months as it were I mean to be fair I've missed a lot of games this season so uh, mm. um, but um yeah, I think that uh, I think the run is just. I think pretty much every game matters, which is fantastic for the league as a whole. Yeah, um, yeah. And I think realistically, the league is starting to break. And I think, in terms of relegation, it's looking like one from Bristol, Leicester, Worcester, and Newcastle. Yeah, I mean they're the ones. They're the one. They're, those four teams all have six wins each, and then you've got you go up to us, Northampton and Bath, who all have eight. So. Yeah, from there you you've got to think really that um, that that that's sort of where the the cut off is now. Um, yeah. I'd be very surprised if if multiple of those or a multiple of those four teams wins three games to finish the season um, and drags wasps right back down into it. I'd be ever so surprised, but um, I. I am. I'm interested. I think because obviously we play. We play Bath on the fifth of May. I believe yeah. it is. Yeah. Um, or at least it's that weekend if it's not the fifth. And if we were to win that one, 
and then turn over Quinns in the last game of the season, say they're qualified or maybe they're they're only they're only five hundred this year. They're only nine nine wins, nine losses. So they're you know, they they've got every chance to lose a game as they have to win one. Um going into that last game of the season. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that we could sneak our way in, especially if Leicester need to win to stay up um yeah. against Bath. Yeah. That you know, that could be a real a real handy situation for Wasps. Yeah, I, th- I think there's definitely a chance they could we could sneak in. I think the important thing from these two weeks is we could do with getting something. Um, yeah. I would argue, I would argue against Exeter, our best chance is to just go and score four tries. Yeah, I agree. Let them score fifty points, but if we score four tries, yeah, do let me. it end seventy twenty eight. I don't care. Yeah, you know. Just get get a point. Yeah, and who knows? And then, you might catch them cold, like we did to Saris at Allianz Park all those years ago. Well, it's not going to be sixty-four, but I'd see a point. Um, you've got you've got to hope there is. Just if this game had been at the Rico, I'd have quite fancied it, but I can't. I can't see it being off it. the pace at home. No, I can't either. And yeah, unless they really relax going into the, the the last few games of the season, I think they'll rotate. I think For me, but... you got to hope that they rest players now, in the hope that they then give them a chance to get them up to speed again before the semi final. He says, got... he says with his fingers crossed. <laughs> They've got three of their last four games at home as well, so I don't know what the record is for regular season points, but they are going to go close, I think, this season, Exeter. Yeah, yeah, I agree. They could. Obviously, they could it means win. nothing, but yeah, nice record to have. I do believe that the regular season points would, the, would that have been Gloucester the year we beat them in the final? That would, maybe that would probably be. It. Although I, I'm sure two seasons ago Wasps went close to that. Yeah, I think we were close, but I don't know if we if we quite got the uh, the whole way as it were. Uh, TJ Harris has scored for Wasps A. It's now fourteen three. Um, He's got a move, hasn't he? In that game, yeah, down to Jersey. Good luck to him. Um, it's just too crowded that hooker room. Yeah, yeah, especially when you got Alfie Barbary as well coming through, who is mm-hmm. tasty, properly tasty as a player. I'm not sure I'm allowed to say that about an under eighteen, am I? <laughs> welfare, welfare. I don't know what the rules are these days. Um, but yeah, he's, he's a quality rugby player. Let's just leave it at that um, before we go too far into the uh, darker sections of sporting wasps. Um, one thing I have noticed, I was just looking looking down the table. Wasps have still haven't broken four hundred points yet this season, which is really weird for us. It's, it's been it's been a weird year, isn't it? We we just haven't scored all that many points. Well, I actually had a look, um, just about bonus points, and Saturday was the first time since September we got to try bonus points at home since we beat Leicester. Yeah, which was about mad. third game, about third game of the season. We've done it a couple of times away. The win at Bristol was a bonus point win. And I think Sale or Newcastle, they might have both been at the start of the season. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it, it has been a bit weird. Yeah, our defence stacks up okay. I mean, I mean, I say okay, all the teams above us in the table at the minute have got better defensive records than we do. So, 
you know, there are areas to improve both sides of the ball, but... It's been better, though. Hmm. Yeah, the top two have really run away with it. The rest of the league is so, so close. Yeah. yeah in terms of yeah. sort of points, you look at points scored and points difference even. Maybe you put Gloucester up as well on, on that pedestal, but... Gloucester are sort of yeah. in their own mini league. They are yeah. first. Yeah, yeah, they're the, they're the, they are um, occupying the spot we occupied last year. Yeah. They're the third best team, and they're not going to go any further. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, I was chatting to someone about this the other day, and they have already won at Sandy Park this season. So if they got Exeter, yeah. which, would mean they, which would mean they'll have to finish fourth, they might have a chance. But um, I have an answer to your question, by the way, about points record. Yeah. It's not Wasps. It was Saracens with 87. Oh, of course it was. In the 2013-14 season. But they did lose the final to Northampton. That was mm. that final. So was you say 87? 87 is so what Exeter, it's going to be. So Exeter need 12 points from four games. Well, they're going to get that. I think they will, yeah. Because they'll get, th- they'll probably, they've got three home games. So even if they lost to Allianz Park, they'll, mm. they should beat that. Mm. Mm, good. I'd much rather be X than Saracens. <laughs> God. <sighs> um. Okay. Well, I think we've we've pretty much covered all of it. Um. Have we really got a? a do you reckon we've got a chance this week? Oh, I just can't see us going there and winning. No. Um. Like I said earlier, let's try and score four tries. Um. Because the weather forecast is for a sunny day down there. So. It's often a fast track at Sandy Park. I think we could go down there, score four tries, still probably ship a few more than four, <laughs> and and, uh, and as long as we get something, um, I think everyone would be pretty happy with that. And then we'll we've got a week off and recharge and have a real good go at Saracens. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. You just gotta keep it going. Got to try. Go there and try this weekend. Who knows? Who? But it'd be nice to see as well because I think that for the first time in weeks this this week, the players will be playing without pressure. Yeah. Because yeah, that win back, that win hopefully would have just lifted everyone. But it's not just it's not just that. It's just the fact that people you know, the, most of the time this season when they haven't performed, we've been have been in the games. Wasps have been expected to win. Particularly thinking the home game against Newcastle, Sale at home, Leicester away. I think most people thought we'd win. The Bath was it Bath at Christmas? Yeah, even yeah. Quinns at Twickenham. Yeah, was, well, was we should have won that game. We should have won that game. Yeah, and we we probably should, we should have played a lot better than we did against Bath. The Newcastle mm. at home game was a shambles, to be honest. Mm. Um, and it, it is frustrating that you do look at some of the games and you think, what if? But then, to be fair, we did burgle a couple early doors, didn't we, this season? Yeah, and thank God we did. So we'd yeah. be right down there. Um, yeah. But yeah, playing without pressure, and let's just hope they, they pull off a miracle. It would be a, it would would be in the miraculous territory here, Yeah, I think. I'd take a 9-6. Like I'd take a 3-0. They did get beat, was it last season? They got beat by Worcester, Worcester like yeah. 6-5 six, six, or 6-3. Something strange like that, yeah. yeah. One of them, please. <laughs> Come on, boys. That'd be a great weekend trip for me. Yeah, well, you know, you'll well, be out of party. Winner, winner, winner don't care, but yeah. just to see a 6-5. <laughs> seen some dross this season, but that'd be a new level. Yeah, but if we won, who cares? 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we're both expecting the next to win. Um, a slightly looser episode of the Wash Report today. Um, and that is because it is the middle of NFL draft season. And this is where I shamelessly plug um, my writing on on the website I mentioned earlier. It's 99yards.com. Uh, American football for UK fans. I've been writing on there since the autumn. Um, I actually cover college football in the NFL draft. The NFL draft is coming up in a couple of weeks. This week, my top five positional rankings are dropping all week, 12 p.m. and 8 p.m. every day. Um, come see who I rank where. Um, shout at me if you're an NFL fan. I can take it. Um, <laughs> quite frankly, I don't give a shit. So, um, yeah. Rob, you're writing somewhere else as well, aren't you, on another sport? I am indeed. Uh, as of the end of the month, I'm joining the Racing Post, doing many things racing-related, but it'll mostly be data and stats. And So if you like your horses, uh, don't follow me tips, but you can follow me writing. Um, still be doing this, as always, though, and the usual chatter about wasps. Although I... I do have to say I won't be renewing my season ticket next season, so I won't be going to as many games next season. But uh, the nattering on between me and Alex will continue as ever. Yeah, of course. And hopefully, hopefully, now I have my routine set a little bit, my new job will be a little bit more regular. Yeah. Promise. Yeah. Yeah. Promise. I'm not doing a full degree year next year either. Thank <laughs> you, worry, guys. There will be regular <laughs> podcasts. And neither am I. Yes, so enjoy. If you're going to Sandy Park this weekend, safe travels and all that. It's a lovely town, is old uh, Exeter. Um, and, if, and if you're looking for a friend, me and my brother, who doesn't really like rugby but claims to support Wasps, even though he's not been to a game since the Premiership final, um, we'll be on the North Terrace on Sunday. So I hope to see those of you who are going there. And to not, uh, not, not intent on spoiling your weekends, but I hope, I hope the wind howls, and <laughs> and some torrential rain falls, and we win three nil. So um, that's about all we have time for today. The Wasp Report is an Alex Chinnery Media production. Thank you very much for listening. Make sure you follow the Wasp Report on Twitter at the Wasp Report. Follow the two of us; they're in the description of the Wasp Report page. And um, if you don't follow us on Twitter, I don't know how you found us. But uh, thank you very much for listening. Goodbye.